For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Dudici. You're listening to Daybreak. Atop every U.S. national news site this weekend was the same story. President Trump was admitted to Walter Reed Hospital on Friday, where he remains recovering from COVID-19. What do we know about the president's illness? It's Monday, October 5th. Representatives of the president have maintained that he is doing well and suggested that he might return to the White House today. However, the information that has been given about his condition and treatment has been inconsistent. So far, we know that the president has experienced a few substantial drops in his blood oxygen level, and that he's being treated with remdesivir, an antibody cocktail being tested by drug maker Regeneron, and the steroid dexamethasone. The latter treatment is recommended by the World Health Organization only for patients with severe and critical cases. President Trump briefly left Walter Reed Sunday afternoon to wave at some of his supporters assembled nearby from an SUV. First Lady Melania Trump, who also tested positive, is understood to be recovering at the White House. According to CNN White House correspondent Caitlin Collins, White House staff received an email Sunday evening telling them not to go to the White House medical unit for COVID-19 issues. Instead, they were to stay home and contact their personal care providers should they develop symptoms. The President and the First Lady's cases are two in a growing number of Washington leaders who have tested positive in the past few days. There is growing speculation that the virus was widely spread at the September 26th ceremony at which President Trump announced Amy Coney Barrett as his nominee to the Supreme Court. At least seven attendees are confirmed to have tested positive. Former Vice President Joe Biden and his wife Dr. Jill Biden came into contact with the Trumps at the debate, but have tested negative repeatedly over the weekend. Markets slipped over the weekend domestically and worldwide, as the president's condition remained a glaring question mark. In other COVID-19 news, Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City announced that he will impose new shutdowns in nine zip codes throughout the boroughs of Brooklyn and Queens. The move comes as a major reversal in the city's ongoing efforts to reopen. New York's infection rates have remained relatively low throughout the summer, and the order seeks to contain the recent uptick in cases in those nine neighborhoods. The measure is expected to affect over 500,000 people and halt in-person instruction at over 300 schools. According to the New York Times, the impacted zip codes have large populations of Orthodox Jews. Former City Council Representative David Greenfield said Sunday that the city, quote, continues to single out Hasidic Jewish neighborhoods when there are now 20 neighborhoods with serious spikes. Eleven further zip codes have been served looser restrictions, which will put a stop to dining indoors but allow schools to remain open. In other headlines, Pope Francis released his third encyclical on Sunday, where he offered critiques of market capitalism during the COVID-19 pandemic and spoke out against nationalism and populism. The encyclical is the most authoritative form of papal teaching for Catholics worldwide. The president of the contested Nagorno-Karabakh region warned his citizens to evacuate after Armenian and Azerbaijani forces have both targeted civilians there in a continuation of a long-standing conflict reignited last weekend. In California, ongoing wildfires have burned a landmark 4 million acres this year, over double the previous yearly record at an area roughly the size of Belize. Citizens in the South Pacific archipelago, New Caledonia, voted in a referendum to remain a French territory. And world record holder Eliud Kipchoge suffered a major upset at the London Marathon Sunday, finishing 8th behind winner Shuri Katada. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Jack Anderson and produced under the 144th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme is composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Dodici. Have a wonderful day.